Thought Bubble Audio. Hi, I'm Kirstie. And I'm Kelsey. And it's time to hate watch with us. Welcome to our variety show for sarcastic people who are still hate watching Hallmark. Oh yeah. And we are bringing two very, very special entries this week. (laughs) Yeah. They're very Hallmark. They are very Hallmark. They're very pure to this tradition. That's not the right way to phrase that, but that's the way I'm going to phrase that. It's close enough. It'll do. Uh, Guys, if you missed it, we did post Hallmark Hate Watch Bingo on our Twitter. So you guys should definitely take that and play it because it's pretty good. We tested it out this weekend. It is pretty good. Although we tested it out with Pride, Prejudice, and Mistletoe, which did not fit the format of the regular Hallmark movies, which was like really frustrating. Well, it just means it's a challenging board. Fair enough. No guaranteed bingos here. No, it's meant for the perfect Hate Watch Hallmark movie. <laughs> like, maybe you were looking for a sign and a way to get us to identify what's good and what isn't, and maybe it's bingo. Oh. I mean, it's tough because you have to watch it to play to figure that out, but we should keep testing this. Yeah, we should. Well, I mean, we will have plenty of opportunities. (laughs) Yes, we will. So this week is a big week. It is. Because we watched The Road to Christmas, which was a movie. (laughs) It was a movie that happened to us. But then we revisited our favorite Hallmark Cinematic Universe. The one in which you can see Canada from Vermont. Mm-hmm. That's right, folks. We watched Christmas in Evergreen 2, Letters to Santa. <laughs> that movie was a delight. <laughs> that movie was a delight. That movie happened to us, and we watched it. We did. <laughs> My favorite thing about these two movies together is that Road to Christmas was an accidental Vermont movie. Yeah. We had no idea that was coming. No. But I mean, statistically, it had a high chance of happening. (laughs) That's a fair point. I wasn't as offended by Road to Christmas as you were. No? That one, like, made me very upset. It was just kind of boring, but I wasn't upset at it, I don't think. It was... I, it's hard to tell what my real issue with it was. Was it Chad Michael Murray? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, can I be completely honest here right now? Yes. When have you not been completely honest on this here podcast? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, because I'm about to, like, make a confession. Okay. (laughs) I didn't notice Chad Michael Murray in this movie. (laughs) I'm sorry, what? I I forgot. You forgot? He was in it. And you watched the whole thing and you didn't notice? (laughs) He literally hasn't changed his aesthetic since 2005. I know, and I just, I didn't even know. Wow. Uh, we have we've we had different adolescent years, huh? I well, you know, I I felt pretty confident that I knew like who Chad Michael Murray was <laughs> and like what his deal was. Um definitely thought I could have picked the dude out of a lineup. <laughs> but <laughs> turns out a Hallmark this Christmas lead is a Hallmark Christmas lead. no kidding like what does that tell you about how generic the white men of hallmark christmas are that i was just like sure yeah wow that's one (laughs) wow i'm gonna look up some stuff now because whoops (laughs) (laughs) like half that movie was like the novelty of having chad michael murray 
That's why well, they, they didn't try as hard. the only appeal, right? Yeah. <sighs> that's why Hallmark there, was oh, like... Oh, there was another movie... What was it? There was another movie in 2006 called Road to Christmas. <laughs> sure. That's great. That's awesome. Uh, let's see. Your child's here? My child is here. Yeah, it's Bring Your Child to Podcast Day. She's being very quiet. Yeah, well, she's very sleepy. Yeah. Look at all this Chad Michael Murray going on here. I know. Let's look up young Chad Michael Murray. Guys, remember that time I had no fucking clue who Chad Michael Murray was? <laughs> I'm glad we're not respecting the <laughs> no swearing around the baby yeah, roll when it's podcast time. <laughs> I mean, I just figured out who Chad Michael Murray is. All bets that's, are off. That's true. Wait, so had you never <laughs> seen him before? No, I have. I but, grew up in the mid-2000s. Like, you obviously didn't watch One Tree Hill. I did not ever watch One Tree Hill. However, there was a guy <laughs> whose name is escaping me who was a singer. Um, yeah. Ty- Tyler? Tyler? Something. I know that there's some of you on the other side of this mic who are, like, screaming right now because I can't remember this dude's name. Anywho, um, he opened for a band that I saw at the concert venue in my town when I was in high school, and I definitely have a signed concert poster from him. Good story. Yeah, it was a real good one. <laughs> <laughs> I know some things about the culture. Oh, boy. All right. Well, so while you're researching <laughs> Chad Michael Murray, yes. uh, should we um, talk about- That is Chad Michael Murray, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Sh- should we talk about premise? Yes, let's talk about this movie. Okay. Yeah, hit me. So this movie is loosely based on, like, Martha Stewart or a Martha Stewart analog kind of lifestyle empire yeah uh and our main protagonist is a producer presumably only for her annual christmas special that's a year-round job sure 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 Sure. uh and she decides this year she's gonna be innovative and do a live show instead of a pre-recorded show and, and it's, like, really flipping everybody out. Yeah, everyone's very stressed out about cooking the goose, duck, live. Yes, they're doing goose. Yeah. Uh, so they want to do it in her, like, getaway home in Vermont. Instead of her, like, Obviously. L.A. home, but her L.A. home appears to be in Colorado, maybe? That's where this this movie starts, <laughs> so we don't really know. Uh and then producer chick gets surprised by Chad Michael Murray who gets asked to co-produce and then she finds out that that's Martha's son one of three yes. sons who had previously been a producer and then mysteriously stopped producing to make documentaries uh nature documentaries yeah they throw a lot of shade at that like Hallmark who do you think you yeah. are did you ever think you'd find yourself in a position to defend chad michael murray yes in a recorded medium yes (laughs) i know that about myself it's fine sure 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 um so they decide to take a nature documentary spin on the live show and put pre-recorded segments of like animals in the wild but it's like people shopping for christmas trees and so they're gonna film all these like slice of life pieces about christmas along the way to vermont so they have to take a road trip i guess yes so they basically like go on this road trip and film specials along the way that just like happen to come together by christmas magic and you're forgetting the most important part that producer chicks decides at the first stop. Yes, I was just getting to that. Okay. Producer chick. Make sure this is very important. Yeah. Producer chick decides to force the spirit of Christmas upon strangers and <laughs> reunite Martha's other sons and have them all surprise her during the live show because that's a good idea. 
Mm-hmm. So she just, like, shows up at their homes and is like, come to Vermont because Christmas. And they're like, I don't know who you are. And <laughs> <laughs> it's it doesn't go well. Yeah, it's like at every stop, they're just like, my dad was really intense about Christmas and then we had a fight once and he didn't like it that I played the ukulele so but now he's dead so now we don't do Christmas yeah now we don't do Christmas and we get along the whole rest of the the year but not Christmas yeah no one gets along at Christmas no one gets along at Christmas uh one of the brothers was one of a few inspirations during this watch for what we've termed Hallmark Channel's olive branch to marginalized groups, uh, <laughs> which was basically like a a not acknowledged gay person. <laughs> yes, that's where we are on Hallmark Channel in twenty. This is now our second uncloseted gay person. <laughs> well, we haven't met the other one yet on this podcast. Oh. Gosh darn, I keep doing that. <laughs> but we'll meet them both in, what this, is in this episode. Yeah. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. So that's always yeah. fun because they're like, we have dogs instead of having children and we live together. <laughs> and that's it. It's like HGTV from the early 2000s. Yes. It's so true. The secret gaze. Yeah. So then... At some point, they get one brother along for it, and the other one's like, nah, I'm gonna stay with my dogs. And then... First, they win the first brother by doing something called the snowman relay. Oh, yeah, let's talk about that. (laughs) And I just... I just want to spend a minute on this. (laughs) It's a race wherein a team has to build a snowman, Uh disassemble the snowman, roll the snowman to another location, rebuild the snowman... And then, like, put all the parts on the snowman, and then they win the relay. It's real dumb. (laughs) And so they're doing this where, like, they, like, do some quick teamwork, and then two of them yell at each other, and then the three of them do some quick teamwork, and then two of them yell at each other, (laughs) you know, about, like, the life things. Yeah. As, like, the sidebar. And then they win the relay, and now the brother comes for Christmas. Right. But then they surprise TV producer because they end up at her parents' house because she's sad to be away from her family at Christmas. So they end up there, like, a few days before, but it happens to be the day they're doing their white elephant. LOL, LOL. And we learn so much about how those work and how fun they are and, like, every single goddamn gift in that gift swap. (laughs) You know, I felt a little attacked. Um, I'm about to make another confession, so buckle up. Oh, Jesus. I felt a little attacked by that scene because I didn't, I'd never heard of a white elephant before. <laughs> You've never heard of a white elephant? Have you ever heard of the spirit of Christmas, Kirsty? <laughs> no, I need some Christmas Viagra stat. <laughs> um... Yeah, so the fact that they actually, like, took a whole scene to, like, point by point explain how those work. I mean, I got it after they said the words Yankee Swap, and I was like, oh, sure. Yeah. But yeah, I'd never heard it referred to as the White Elephant before. I mean, I think that's our New Englander in us, but... (laughs) Uh, sure, sure, sure. Regionalisms Mm -hmm. and whatnot. Yeah. 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 But that was a thing. Also, the mom had a drawer of emergency Christmas gifts. Already wrapped. In her kitchen. I mean... Pre-wrapped, yeah. I have I have some, like, backup gifts in my home, but they're not, like, wrapped and ready to go. They're just like, if I ever had to give a gift in to someone, I would have In a drawer in your this. kitchen? No, I don't have them there. Who puts them in their kitchen? All you're getting out of my kitchen is, like, a wine opener. I'll take it. Fair. Fair, fair. <laughs> your used wine opener. <laughs> you're getting a KitchenAid that you can make few, fruit proof. <laughs> Freudian. I can never make. I can't say that phrase. 
whatever. The joke's gone now. It's over. <laughs> it's over. It's fine. It's over. Anyway, uh, then so they keep going on their road trip, and then they get stuck in New Hampshire because, of course, they get stuck in New Hampshire. And then they go to Springfield, Vermont, which sounds like a where Springfield. <laughs> Springfield, Vermont is no, a place. No, Springs. In fact, springs with a nest. <laughs> like Springsfield. Multiple springs. Springs? Yeah. <laughs> Plural? Yeah. I'm so confused. Yeah, it's 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 fictionalized, Kirsty. It's like place adjacent. Yeah. But also not what anyone has ever called any place. Right. I was actually impressed that they seemed to be able to track the train, like, tracks kind of in a logical way like they had to go through boston to get back up over through up to vermont like that was correct if you're going that way except i don't think that there is a train from vermont to boston but details yeah there is is there i thought i've never taken it so i just took that to assume that there isn't one (laughs) i thought there was but i may be really just spreading lies here we don't know. Well, we don't take trains. Anyway, you're not wrong. It would geographically be approximately as outlined in that map. Right. However, I'm not going to go there. <laughs> I was going to get into some local politics about the North-South Link, but it's fine. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Anyway. Um, anyway. So then they get to Vermont just in time for the live show. And... A lot of things happen. There's, like, some some stuff leading up to it. Like, there, she's like, oh, I guess I should get a generator for this, like, really nice foreshadow there. They also arrive at the house in Vermont. Oh, yeah. A horse-drawn sleigh, which has to go over a giant mountain ridge. Like, they're standing at the train station, and they're like, we've already called you a driver. And it's a horse-drawn sleigh. And they're like, oh, the house is just over Yon Ridge. And it's like the fucking Rocky Mountains. And it's like 10 miles in the distance. And the horse is just going to traverse the mountains. And then by the afternoon, they're at the house. To be honest, I was like a little pissed that when I showed up at your house this weekend, you didn't greet me with a horse-drawn sleigh. But that's fine. <laughs> I'll get over little it. Little known fact, all the cabs in Vermont are in fact horse-drawn sleighs. It's true. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, they kept using their stock footage of, like, non-Vermont Vermont, Vermont, for sure. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So, there's a bunch of stuff with the live show, but what I really want to, like, hang on to here is (laughs) the, like confused techno babble that they had started using and like amplified oh, yeah. at this point so they have a power outage at the start of it and th- they spent like the whole entire movie talking about putting the segments that Chad Michael Murray was filming onto the server yeah which like sure 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 and so the power goes out and they like can't get the s- stuff started up again the, like fast the enough files are too big or something yeah they have some like thoughts and then they're like oh let's plug your zip drive into the live feed <laughs> like because i'm sorry is that, is that not what you do has anyone at hallmark ever used a flash drive <laughs> have they ever done a live <laughs> production like you don't i no. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> like, they tried so hard. Because he makes a really big deal out of how everything on the flash drive is, like, unedited footage. It's just, like, completely raw. Right. And she decides to use it because she, like, saw part of a clip where her mom says something about, like, being proud of her or something. Right. And so she's like, this will be really heartfelt and great. And so they just, like put in a bunch of like cut footage that's like not leveled mm-hmm. or anything has no graphics no transitions just like a weird compilation well when you just plug your zip drive right into that live feed things get just a little right crazy there. put it right in there yep that's how that works 
Yeah, so now, like, all the people of Hallmark are gonna think that's how live feeds work. Is it not? (laughs) (laughs) I'm still not convinced. No. So I don't know if you caught it, because I couldn't, I didn't go back, but I think Uh there was an open mouth kiss in this movie. It, there was, there was, there was. I wrote it down in all caps. Is that like a Hallmark milestone? I think so. It was still just the one, I think, right? Or was It was it... just the one, and they get rudely interrupted. Yeah. I mean, not for my purposes, but for theirs. Right. And, yeah, it really felt like a milestone. It was. Because they're, they're, like, pretty committed to the closed mouth kiss. In, like... A weird way, almost? Like, it's become too much their brand? Yeah, a little too much. That's <laughs> probably why they were like, go for it, Chad Michael Murray. Who cares? I <laughs> This was when I was telling you that, like, I was questioning what it would be like to have an Outlander-level Christmas special. <laughs> <laughs> That's what did it. Yeah, Kelsey's like, what if Hallmark had strong sexual content? <laughs> I'm just curious. Like, no. I'm just no. curious. All right? If we're no. pushing boundaries on Hallmark Channel, how far can we go? That is not the boundary I want to push. <laughs> Do you want to push the boundary for, like, basic human inclusion? Yeah, that would be, like, a, a decent place to start. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I don't think they're ready for it. That's probably fair. It would be very poorly executed. <laughs> But my least favorite Hallmark trope is starting to become a real trope (laughs) this season. It's like they gave a directive to every Hallmark movie that was like, sing in your Hallmark movie. Oh, yes. (sighs) And this one had singing. It did. And it had, like, weird singing, though. What singing isn't weird? Unless it's Mamma Mia. (laughs) Well, so last time, (laughs) last time I was like, you know, they need to just not pretend that the actors are the best at singing and they can get away with it if they just do them like they're normal at singing. Yeah. And so this one was like, they're normal at singing and also really bad at playing ukulele. Yeah. And so they just like had that happen. And I was like, you know, I regret my previous criticism. (laughs) Yeah. I was incorrect. I just didn't ask for it. And I don't know why no it's happening to us, but it's happening to us. Yeah. I can't think of, like, anything in the culture that would explain it. I know. It's just weird. Yeah. So, yeah. It was it was a dumb, 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 dumb very dumb and i thought it was dumb this was one of the only times i've been borderline accepting of the premise that the like high power woman was mildly capable of her job yeah she was so that i didn't mind yeah she was like believable as a human being mm mm-hmm. mhm To some extent. Like, let's not get crazy Mm -mm. here. We're still talking, like, all things relative. But, yeah, and, you know, the basic premise is not the worst. I was still, like, much in the same way that you were frustrated that they just plug a thing into the live stream. I was frustrated that they're starting their road trip to collect footage for pre-recorded segments um, on December 21st. Yeah. Yeah. For something that's airing on December 24th that she presumably has been working on all year since that's her job her one job Mm, the one that she does um and that they supposedly drove from LA to Colorado to the Midwest to New Hampshire to Vermont and also did their jobs and also hung out with his brothers and her family in those three days yeah that's a lot to expect out of Hallmark. It's a lot. Characters. And they went to, like, seven different places in Colorado. Yeah. So is that just, like, one very long day? I don't know. You know, the Hallmark movie spinoff of this that I wouldn't hate is the one where, like, Martha Stewart finds love again. 
Yeah. Yeah. Like, I want that one. I'm here for the Martha Stewart, like, concept. Sure. You know, Martha hangs out with Snoop Dogg. But only if she's stoned Hallmark version. Yeah, like... (laughs) Yeah. We're getting somewhere. (laughs) Stoned Hallmark. Yeah. Yeah. Our third chair thought that was very funny. Oh, I'm so glad. (laughs) (laughs) You hear that, Hallmark? (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. Um... I don't have any other thoughts about this movie. It was fine. It was not the most egregious Hallmark movie we'll watch this year. No, it was a real middler. Yeah. Which I suppose makes me feel like I'm a little too deep in Hallmark that, like, (laughs) I found a movie that doesn't really strike me as anything. (laughs) Because I don't think I had that reaction to any of them last year. So what that tells me is, like, I now have, like, a relative sense Mm. of how they all work. And so, like, they're not all just bad anymore. This this was kind of, like, on the level of the Ice Festival one from last year. I think that is still my favorite. (laughs) That was was wild. (laughs) We had a lot of euphemisms come out of that one, so I'm happy with that. Yeah. But but on the other end of the Hallmark movie <laughs> spectrum, <laughs> yes, we have, uh, m- maybe, it's early in the year, and we still have A Shoe Addict's Christmas to watch, Ugh. but maybe uh-huh. the strangest choice Hallmark has made in 2018. What? Revisiting Christmas in Evergreen? Yeah. Revisiting Christmas in Evergreen. I'm making Christmas in Evergreen 2, Letters to Santa, (laughs) in which we have two magical objects in this town that connect this town to Santa. We do. This town is just, as I described to you, (laughs) if you were stoned at Santa's village, (laughs) that is what Evergreen would be. True that. So we do get some cameos from some old faves, like the vintage truck. Yeah, that truck is aggressively featured. I thought it was blue in the last movie. Mm Mm-mm. It was definitely red. Why would Hallmark invest in anything blue? I thought it was blue. Mm Mm-mm. I don't know. The sleep deprivation is just, like, really doing some stuff. Yeah, fair. Um... Um, so there was that, and, uh, the Kringle Kitchen mm-hmm. came back. Yeah, this thriving business. hmm Themed after Christmas that's open year-round. Yeah. Well, yeah, because that's all this town has going on. Right. It's all the Christmas spirit. Right. Um, and there was also a weird cameo from... Uh, the woman who played the lead in the original Christmas in Evergreen. Well, I was kind of curious how they're going to do that because I didn't think it was, like, in Hallmark's best interest to show the lead from last year, like, looking for love again, like, yeah, with the assumption that the first movie didn't work out. Right, right. I was worried about that, too. I was, like... Okay with their choice to have a different protagonist show up in the same town. You know the thing that surprised me the most, though? What? Is uh, the lead from last year shows up, and so, like, someone's asking her, like, how she's doing, and she's like, oh, my boyfriend is off buying the Christmas tree, or whatever. Yeah. And I was just surprised that, like, a year later, he would still only be her boyfriend in, like, Hallmark Land. I was surprised that they didn't bother to put him in the movie, and she was just like, oh yeah, he's in Florida, it doesn't matter that we're not spending Christmas together, or whatever. (laughs) It's like, (laughs) I'm sure he's, like, rocketed into stardom, Mm -hmm. and um, can no longer make time in his very busy schedule. Yeah. Well, apparently the, the, like, man love interest in this movie was in the Candace movie last year, and I had no idea. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. He was one of the two men in the Candace movie, because I don't know which was which, but... 
Well, no way. Yeah. What was the Candace movie called? Switched at Christmas. There's no chance of me remembering. Right? Okay. Yes, you're right, because it was a Parent Trap movie. (laughs) I was trying to figure out if that was one of the joke names we came up with for Princess Switch or not. (laughs) But I think that was actually the name of the movie. It, it's too hard, you guys. This I is know. a very hard profession. <laughs> it's a tough time to be in the... Oh my god, it is him. See? Wow. Mm-hmm. I, I don't... I don't know. Yeah. He's, like, very yeah. mild. Extremely. So the premise of this movie is that an interior... Nope, not an interior decorator, like a... <laughs> A sh- what do you call that? Like a stager um, for stores? They, they have a more specific name than that. I used to work with a bunch of this clothing store that I worked for, and now I can't remember what they called them. But yeah, it's like people who it's like interior designers, but, but for, for stores, stores, yeah, more than stagers because they like it's the people who do like window displays and um, merchandise displays and stuff. Yeah, so she works with the other not-out-out gay on Hallmark. Um, they're, like, a package team, and they work in Boston? But yes. it's said, like, 7,000 times that she's, like, a transient person who doesn't stay in any place for a long time and doesn't want to settle yes. down. So whatever. She's from Evergreen, and she decides to go there for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Just for shits and giggles, and <laughs> she has no family there, no friends there. She's just like Christmas and Evergreen, <laughs> too. <laughs> uh, so she goes to, uh, she goes deep in the valleys of Vermont, according to the <laughs> weird Santa voice that narrates this movie, and <laughs> so she goes there, and then she find she meets, um. This guy, like seven times. There's like all these forced meet cutes, and it's like fine. But she goes. Yeah, she just keeps having meet cutes. Yeah. And then she finds out that this like general store that used to be there when she was a kid has closed. And she's like got a lot of feels about that inexplicably because she wrote a letter to Santa and put it in the magical Santa yeah. box. That's, like, adjacent to the Kris Kringle's kitchen and their snow globe. So, you know, every store's got to have something. (sighs) So, she has a lot of feelings about that. And then, what does she get involved in besides the store? Isn't there something first? Um, Because there's that other chick in the town. And then there's, like, those people who are visiting. There's a lot of people in this movie. Well, she goes to the... Crinkle Kitchen. Oh, maybe that's and just what it is. Yeah. The, the owner is like, come sit. And like the principal from the school and like two other people are there. And they're just like, we are your friends now. And the owner and is then, like, you went to preschool with my daughter. Do you know my daughter? She was in the first Christmas in Evergreen. <laughs> <laughs> You know, the one who was acting in the other version of this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this, like, other family walks in, and um, the school principal and the father have a meet-cute. Yep. And interestingly, they really become the will-they-won't-they they of the film. Yeah, they do. Like, in like far more so than the uh, actual protagonists. Yep. And then, yeah, somehow we get from that to... Oh, oh, because when they're in um, Crinkle Kitchen, the quaint town manager comes in and is like, woe is me, a corporation wants to buy (laughs) Daisy's store. God, that always happens on the Hallmark Channel. It always happens. But you know what? This was like the one time when I was like, hey, Hallmark, where'd you find the token Vermonter? (laughs) Because they like got that one right so they're like oh the store is empty and if we don't find someone soon i am worried that a chain store will come and buy it we might get a target (laughs) then we will have a target and evergreen everyone will be happy with that target god damn it (laughs) 
The Target opening in Vermont was the best thing that ever happened to Kelsey. <laughs> because I was proven right, even though Kirsty was so stubborn about it. She's been like 7,000 times since it opened, and she loves it. I think you're conflating attending the Target with enjoying the Target. You legitimately told me that you liked it when you could order something and have it delivered to your car. Well, who wouldn't like that? See? <laughs> it's taken your quality of life from, like, a Vermont to, like, a Target with a Vermont. No, a Vermont with a Target. <laughs> <laughs> Same. A Target with a Vermont. I mean, that's how I feel Good. about it. Good. <laughs> um, so anyway, this chick decides she's going to fix up the store to attract buyers. So they're basically going to stage the store. And she, yeah. like, the the man she encountered is a contractor, maybe? Or a handyman? Like a freelance contractor. Yeah, who, like, has nothing going they on. They use the phrase freelance contractor <laughs> at one point. Oh, no. Which is really, really just an interesting take <laughs> on uh, the whole subcontracting business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so they start fixing up the old store, and then uh, there's some stuff with the other people, and there's a key, and there's a Santa man. <laughs> yeah, there's a precocious child with a Christmas mission, and his Christmas mission is to discover what this key goes to. And the Santa man keeps, and... like, encountering him and being like, hint, hint, <laughs> the key works for the bells in the church, and the kid's like, I just don't know what this key does <laughs> santa's like bells are ringing santa's like this is how a key works <laughs> it's this whole thing it's great it's great um for what it's worth when you go to the shop christmas and evergreen tab on the hallmark channel website you can buy santa's magic key can you now you sure can. You can also buy the North Pole mailbox. I swear to God, and if you get me this for Christmas, I will kill you. <laughs> <laughs> Is this going to be the Outlander store? The Sleigh Ride again? Musical Snow Globe. Oh, no. Yeah, right. I think you only get one. Mm. Wow, uh, that's so special. Anywho. Anywho, uh, I want to talk about the most alarming part to me in this movie, which was when... At some point, her business partner uh, comes up <laughs> to Vermont from Boston, and he takes the train that now Hallmark has asserted twice exists, <laughs> which makes me really think it might not after all. <laughs> and that train looks like one of those like novelty trains that you can ride as like a tourist trap. To be like, what were the oh, yeah. 1920s like? And Hallmark is trying to pass it off like this is a real train that humans take to Vermont. As if anyone even takes a train, like, full stop. Well, yeah, but, like, I've been on the Amtrak. It does not look like that. It definitely doesn't. It's got, like, all wood furnishings. Like, the door... It looks like the Hogwarts Express, basically. It's, like, there's glass in between the different train cars and, like, fancy doors and, like, brass fixtures and everything's made out of wood. And it's like, this is not real. It's not real. Because <laughs> everything else in Hallmark is. Well, I was just offended by the the suggestion that people would take a train like that in 2018. Yes, fair. Offended. <laughs> offended um there's also the part of this movie where we're supposed to care about um the store yeah and making sure the store doesn't become a chain but we're also supposed to care about a festival a little bit yeah there's like a his subplot with a festival yeah because like the um the guy the love guy uh like his either him or his dad i that part was very confusing left a letter for santa in the magic santa box 
um, that didn't get to Santa with all the other letters. Oh, I forgot about this. And this is he, a thing. And the whole letter is like, I want Christmas in Evergreen the way it used to be with the bells and the festival. And then they're like, well, Ruth used to do the festival and she died. And so Daisy, who owns the store we're trying to revive, kind of ran it, but did a real bad job. Right. Um, and then, like, this one typewriter didn't have H's that worked, so that must be who wrote the letter. <laughs> because it's missing H's. Yep. A little detective oh work. Oh, my God. So then, while while they're trying to put together the store, they're also trying to put together the festival and dot, dot, dot. It's like the festival was supposed to convince a buyer that, like, the store would be a good place to buy because of all the Christmas spirit or something. It's like the opposite of Christmas at Pemberley Manor. Yes. Like, instead of keep the house because of the festival, it's like, sell the store because of the festival. Yes, exactly. They also have some, like, real shoddy snow effects. So, first of all, there's this one part, once her business partner comes, where they decide they're gonna go ice skating, and then... He gets on the ice and he's like a professional ice skater <laughs> for no reason. They and do some really, really creative cutting, too, so that they don't actually have to have the guy ice skating. Right. But then, like, the other two people just don't go ice skating, so they just leave him alone ice skating in, like, a professional manner <laughs> on this little pond. Yes, they have, like, a stuntman who's doing the real skating and so you get, like, the close crops of that, and then you get a shot to the protagonist standing on a bridge watching him. <laughs> right. Uh, but they- Hallmark has invested in this fake snow that doesn't melt, which, like, I understand. No. So, but it looks like giant dandruff, and it just sits in their hair, it or does. it looks like the, like, styrofoam when it gets all crumbly and sticks to everything. Mm-hmm. It's like that- but it's giant. It's, like, too big to be snowflakes. It's super weird. It's really weird. And, like, they've definitely started, I don't know, they've probably been using this for a long time, but you can see, like, <laughs> the Outlander overlay of just, like, this is the snow filter on this shitty <laughs> editing app that we're using, and we're gonna pass that off yep. as snow, and then they've got this, like, dandruff snow on their heads, that won't melt, and it's just, it's not a good look. Um, wow, I was about to say something, but something very distracting just happened, so I'll get to both points, um, <laughs> now that I have thought them through. Uh, so first, um, in one of their establishing shots, they have the snow, and it reminded me very much of those, like, Android animated backgrounds that you mm, can get. Yep. You know the ones? Yep. Um, except it was, it was supposed to be an establishing shot. It was, like, in the middle of the movie. (laughs) And they were, like, trying to show some part of Evergreen. They were like, this'll work. Yeah, that's a bad look, Hallmark. Mm -hmm. Do better. Like, Hallmark has one aesthetic. Can they not get it right? Nope. The other thing that just really (laughs) caught me off guard is, um, I'm on the Hallmark Channel website, and I'm on the page for this movie, and they have, like, the big banner ad with the cast. Yeah. And there's a picture in the background that's supposed to be evergreen. Oh. And it, it's a thousand percent Church Street in Burlington. Wait, really? Um, yeah, I tried to get a snap, and I can't really. Oh. But it definitely is. It's, like, looking up Church Street, like, right across from the Banana Republic. <laughs> um, Looking towards the church. Yeah. But... It almost looks like they, like, photoshopped some buildings in or something. Like, there's something not right about it. But it's definitely Church Street. That's weird. Yeah. It's like, yo, Hallmark, that's like a real place. (laughs) That's a real town. (laughs) That's a real town. (laughs) That's a real town. The Hogwarts Express doesn't go there. Oh, man. There was also (laughs) singing in this movie. Yeah. And that bothered me. Because it's, yeah. like, triggering now, apparently. <laughs> oh, they no also... shit, that is Church Street, huh? Yeah. Um, they also um, take a horse-drawn sleigh somewhere where you would not normally take a horse-drawn sleigh in this movie. And I was like, again, really? 
Oh, yeah. Why does that happen? Because that's that's what we do here. Mm-hmm. That's what we have in Vermont is mm-hmm. first translates. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then, like, the, like, dumb conclusion of this was that they get to buy, not buy, they get hired to run a store in Boston, but then she also buys the general store and decides she's going to stay in Evergreen. Well, so this was what was confusing to me. Like, you're going to have to walk me through it because I legitimately didn't understand. So they have a woman that they work for in Boston a lot who has a store. So she comes to look at the store in Vermont and they think that she's going to buy it. Yeah. And then she says, just kidding, I'm not going to buy it. I just told you that to give me an excuse to come to Vermont. And what I really wanted to do is tell you that I'm expanding my store and I want to give you an opportunity to run it. Right. But then he stays, the business partner runs a store in Boston and she runs a store in Evergreen and it almost sounded like they were still a connected store. Yes, that's the impression I had as well. So the woman did end up buying the store. No. And now she has three stores? No, because Hallmark made a funny mistake of suggesting (laughs) that when they got hired to run a new store, that they would have cash to then purchase the other store. (laughs) So they... (laughs) (laughs) they are running someone else's store and with the money the landing bonus they are paid to run someone else's store they are buying their own store so jointly yes they own the store in vermont while the business partner runs the store in boston for someone else yes so it's like a ponzi scheme of tchotchkes (laughs) yes Oh my god, there was so much shit in that store, and the lady comes in and she's like, Oh, I love this. I love this. It's well, fantastic. That's really funny to me, too. It's fantastic. That was really funny to me, too, because she comes in and she's like, Oh, I love this. Oh, I love this. And it's like, Lady, you're not here to buy the hand gla- hand blown <laughs> glass ornaments. You're here to buy the store. Right. I've always said this is the problem with staging. Well, and like, doesn't this town have enough Christmas shit? How did they find enough to sell more in this town? <laughs> because each of the townsfolk make their own Christmas <laughs> decor. Sure, sure, They each sure. have their own Christmas talents. Except for the kid who can't figure out how a key works. <laughs> well, if his talent was solving Christmas riddles, then he wouldn't have much of a Christmas mission, would he? It's true. um can i tell you the one thing that i like borderline appreciated about this movie Mm -hmm. the lady protagonist who has some generic white woman name yeah um she like was borderline edgy she was like if you compare her to a lacy is that because she wore a leather jacket yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> really communicates a lot. She, she. Whenever I'm like, I'm going to be edgy child. today, I wear my leather jacket. She wore a leather jacket and she wore boots with jeans and she sometimes put her hands in her hip pockets. She did do that. Real like edgy girl vibe. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I got the impression that she's the kind of girl who swears off camera. See, I told you we need... Like, adult Hallmark, not that way. (laughs) (laughs) No, that is the opposite of what you said. You absolutely said you needed that kind of adult Hallmark. (laughs) Yes, but not like Hallmark porn. I just want to make that really clear. (laughs) God. It's just such a fine line. Like HBO Hallmark or Stars Hallmark. Sure. Well, no, not HBO, Stars. It can be whatever. Hashtag not HBO's Meg. Yeah, fair, 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 fair. But like I would make fun of that for days. Yeah. You There'd would. be a lot of material there. It's true. 
For better or for worse. Mm-hmm. Like, would you prefer a mustache hallmark or Dave's hallmark if Ugh. you had to choose? Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> you have to choose. <laughs> no. <laughs> I just don't want mustache being Roberts <laughs> to, to do that. And <laughs> I don't like, okay, let's phrase it this way. Whose explanation of like for the choices that they made during their Hallmark special would you prefer to hear? Definitely mustache. Okay. Here's the thing. The Daves would be like, she went to Evergreen because Christmas was there. <laughs> but Mustache would be like, we thought Evergreen would be a very good place to film because I went there and I thought, this looks like Christmas. And also, you can see Canada from there. And when I thought about Canada, I thought about the North Pole. And that's where Santa is. So if we were to mail letters from Santa, it would be from Evergreen. (laughs) We put the old man in the Santa costume in the same way that we put the man in the bear suit. We thought it could be a real Santa, but perhaps if it were a man in a Santa suit, it would be a different kind of symbol. My favorite thing about Mustache is that he thinks he's trying to do right by all women. And I just really want to see where that takes him in the Hallmark universe. Oh my god. Oh god. Everything's an Outlander episode if you try hard enough. Yeah. No kidding. (laughs) Yikes. Mega yikes. Yikes, yikes, yikes. Yikes, yikes, yikes. Anyway, that was delightful. (laughs) (laughs) Any lingering Um, thoughts about Hallmark? I got bingo. You got bingo? You played bingo in this one? Didn't we? No, No, I I did it again, goddammit. No. (laughs) Spoiler alert for next week, Kirstie got bingo. (laughs) Whatever. I don't know what it is about Pride, Prejudice, and Mistletoe. That caused it to worm so deep into all of my synapses that I completely forgot about these two movies. It's it's tough. I mean, it was real bad. Don't watch that one, guys. If you were going to watch that one with us, don't watch it. (laughs) But do watch Christmas and Evergreen, too, because this was like, this, this, I think, is the kind of Hallmark Christmas where Hallmark really shines. Yeah, they did a this good is job. This like Hallmark in its best form. Yeah. So far, this is yeah. like my front runner for the year. Yeah. Although I was really rooting for Shoe Addict's Christmas to be that. I am like 75 minutes into that movie, and I... Dear God. Spent my night watching my Roomba discover where walls are, rather than watching it. <laughs> Watching her Roomba and sending Snapchats of her Roomba. Her new Roomba child. I'm just trying to have it all with my Roomba. Just having it all. It knocked down a mirror and a piece of, like, artwork that was leaning against a wall. And it got trapped in my bedroom for 30 minutes and couldn't get out. 30? Yeah. The last time I checked in, it was only 20. Yeah, it was trying to find its home port, and it spent 30 minutes going under my bed and back out and around and around (laughs) and into the bathroom like seven times, and then I finally picked it up and put it in the hall, and it went straight to its home. So, like, my bedroom is a trap, apparently. (laughs) 
<laughs> Poor Roomba. It must have been so lonely and scared. Poor Roomba. It's going to be a problem if I wanted to actually clean my house. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> uh, um, so the sum total of our thoughts <laughs> on these two movies is that you should think about investing in a Roomba. <laughs> Apparently. That's where we're at. Uh, if you don't know who Chad Michael Murray is, I guess you can skip Road to Christmas, <laughs> I cannot believe that. I can't. When did you you find out that he was in this movie? When I mentioned it? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I knew he was going to be in a Hallmark movie this year. Yeah. Yeah. I did know that. Do you want me to mail you my One Tree Hill DVDs? Would that help you? anyone can help me anymore oh he did adopt this like manner of speaking that was like hayden christensen's italian canadian accent and it was wild he did like he 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 does not have that in other movies so like he adopted it for this and i don't know why it's so wild unless he like lives in canada trying to go for some character acting it was weird because like he wasn't portraying an like italian or a new yorker yeah so i feel like it's because he was trying to be like kind of he was trying to be edgy yeah well he was a nature documentarian who shot with this like literally like a home movie video camera from 2000 it was like a dslr yeah, he yeah. wasn't using any kind of, like, steady cam. It was, like, a handheld mm-hmm. camera with a little panel that opened up. Yeah. Which, sure. He could just upload that shit to the server. Right into that server. <laughs> if you want to upload things to our server, uh, you can... <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Not like that, guys. Um, <laughs> you can send us an email, printed or non-printed, uh, to hatewatchwithus <laughs> at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at hatewatchwithus. We participated in a really fun Twitter trending topic that was not at all irritating to anyone about Hallmark today, so if you want to <laughs> see, like, 30 tweets that we thought were clever that, like, only Frank liked, hi, Frank, um... <laughs> You can find those on our Twitter. Uh, You can also find our website at heywatchwithus.com. And I'm going to kick it to you. Uh, If you enjoyed this episode and any of the other content that we do, please feel free to enter us into the Sam Hewen Charity CrossFit Contest. Mm -hmm. The link is included in this episode description and in the last few episode descriptions. Um, And... If you do some certain number of entries, we'll do something silly like a printed email letter writing campaign to Hallmark about how they're very bad at Vermont. Yeah. Uh, We are also members of the Thought Bubble Audio Network. They have shows. They just launched a new show today as we're recording, so it'll be like a few days old by the time y'all hear this. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's called Loud Women, and it sounds really cool, so you should go check that out. It's about women in comedy, and it's cool. Um, They have other shows, too, like Supergirl TV Talk and Academy Rewind. Um, And when they ask you for financial contributions, it's in the form of a Patreon instead of the form of a fandom contest. (laughs) Um, You can find them at ThoughtBubbleAudio.com, ThoughtBubbleFM on Twitter, ThoughtBubbleAudioGmail.com. And um, yeah, that's where they are. And uh, like all the places you can find podcasts, you should rate and subscribe. Yeah, do that. Yeah, do that. You can tell us what your favorite Hallmark Christmas movie is or propose a title for one that you make up. Ooh, I like that. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So, yeah, we'll be back at you with more Hallmark Christmas next week. I believe we're going to talk about Pride, Prejudice, and Mistletoe and a Shoe Addict's Christmas, so... That's correct. Good luck to all the of us. The two movies that I was convinced we were talking about today. I'm going to have like a double of the amount of bourbon that I had for this one because it's going to be yeah. bad. You're going to need it. Uh-huh. <laughs>
All right. Well, thanks for listening. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Um, the other one was Pride, Prejudice, and Mistletoe. No, it wasn't. The second. No, it wasn't? Are you sure? I'm positive. What was the other one? Christmas and Evergreen 2. Motherfucker. <laughs>